Bill O'Brien is gone and I feel fantastic. Let's talk about it. Locked on Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Uh, doing good, doing good. Now that you're lying, Jimmy was really sick yesterday. That's why we didn't have a podcast. But it was also National Bill O'Brien's Gone Day. So we all took a bit of a vacation. I know everybody's as happy as we are. And uh, it was just, uh, it was it was a nice day, Jimmy. I know you were in bed feeling mm-hmm. sick. We're all very sorry for that. But if your health if, if don't make me weigh your health against Bill O'Brien's absence, because I'm always going to take Bill O'Brien's absence. Um, but no, really, it, it's it's a little bit much. We're probably all uh, being a little hard on Bill O'Brien. I understand. I did a show last night uh, called Sports Blitz Live that I do every Tuesday, and my co-host is an Auburn fan. He was like, "You know, y'all y'all averaged like." all the points and all the yards every game. And I said, I know. And I said, I get it from your perspective as a, as a, not an Alabama fan or from a national perspective, just looking uh, outside in, you don't understand. I said, it's not necessarily the number of points we scored. I used this analogy that it was like a basketball player who averages 24 points a game, but he gets a lot of his points after the contest is already over. Like it's, it's, you know, they're down by 20 and then he gets a lot of, you know, 10 or 14 of his points a game when they know they can't win. Now that may not be fair because we, we still won a lot of games, but I think it's also situational in the sense that, I mean, go back to A&M two years ago when, when we lose, we're, we're on the goal line, we're driving and we throw a pass. Instead of running the ball with Brian Robinson, who was having a fantastic game, they intercept it. Now, granted, it's Bryce Young. You want him to pass whenever. But I think the odds would tell you not to do that. And I know old Alabama wouldn't do that. Go to Tennessee this year. We Bryce Young does a masterful job getting us in field goal range, but it's on the cusp of field goal range. Not, not a great field goal range. It's certainly within uh, Mike, uh, Will Reichert's range, but it is certainly not a gimme. And so what do we do instead of run the ball to force Tennessee to use their timeouts and take some precious seconds off the clock? We throw it three times. And what happens? Incomplete three times. Yes, one of them should have been caught definitely by uh, Jameer Gibbs. And if he catches it, it's probably a touchdown. All that's true. But, again, you <clears throat> you got to know situations. And I, I think that the, the other big picture side of this is I'm of the personal belief Bryce Young's the best player in Alabama history – and did not win a national championship when he also has Will Anderson, who is arguably one of the best defenders in Alabama history, um, to not win a national championship with those two guys on the same team at the same time with two opportunities with both his starters, I think is is kind of criminal. But, um, again, he's gone. He's gone to the Patriots. I think it works out great for him. And, uh, Jimmy, your thoughts on his departure, and then let's get into who we think is going to take his spot. Yeah, well um... – you know, I, I'm 
I'm glad that uh, there's going to be a change. You know, we've talked about since September, October, that there was likely to be a change when the season was over because O'Brien's contract was expiring and he preferred the NFL to college football. So, it, it, you know, he was always leaving. As a matter of fact, I said on this show, I think as far back as October, he was like Patriots. I mean, to me, that's that's been a, you know, that's been coming ever since Bill Belichick didn't hire an OC last fall, which I, I happen to believe is because he knew he would have O'Brien the next year. Um, I think, while I'm glad the change was made, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm happy about that, I think the extent of the O'Brien, the, the extent of the celebration has been a little silly to me uh, in the sense that, on, in several sense. First of all, he was just hired away to be the OC for the best NFL head coach in the history of the sport. And uh, so I think, Belichick certainly appreciates O'Brien more than Alabama fans do, and, and he's the best that's ever done it, not to mention Coach Saban, the best college coach that's ever ever existed. Uh, he, he hired him too. Secondly, and more importantly, I hate to agree with any, any Auburn uh, fan, but since the day Bill O'Brien was hired at Alabama uh, in all of college football, only Ohio State scored more points in Alabama, only Ohio State. And while Luke makes a good point, about the when and the where and situationally. And I agree with a lot of that. Uh, the fact that O'Brien could be considered grossly incompetent while only being outscored by one team out of 130 uh, in two years is, is, is a bit ridiculous. Uh, as far as the national championship thing goes, while I think it's a real shame that Alabama did not win a national championship with Bryce Young and Will Anderson both on the roster at the same time, it was injuries. Uh, had either John Mechie or Jamison Williams been available in the second half of the Georgia game in 2021, we win the national championship. That has nothing to do with Bill O'Brien at all. In fact, even without Jamison and Mechie dropped balls by Ajay Hall and Billingsley and those guys, uh, you know, those drop balls cost us. You know, that has nothing to do with, with Bill O'Brien. And then in year two, uh, you know, Bryce hurts his shoulder, which which significantly affected the season. And, uh, you know, controversially or not, I, I think had Bryce Young been healthy, uh, Alabama would have won that LSU game. Bryce com completed less than 50 percent of his passes that night for the only time in his career uh, while he was battling the shoulder injury and missing a lot of practice. Uh, missed basically four weeks of practice right in the middle of the season to say nothing of the uh, two games that he missed. So. I don't uh, consider uh, Bill O'Brien a failure by any means. I think he did a good job, not a great job, but he did a good job uh, because he averaged over over 40 points a game. Uh, and uh, I, I think actually I didn't celebrate Pete Golding leaving, but I actually think if I had to keep one, I'd take 99, Bill O'Brien 99 times out of 100 over wow. myself uh, because – Again, you know, just the, the stats alone in terms of points and yards, Alabama's offense was light years ahead of the defense and, and where the defense was ranked. Okay, that's fair, and I would have thought you'd be on my side. I mean, if I had to get rid of one or the other, I'm getting rid of O'Brien. Number one, I feel like uh, Golding was a better recruiter, um, and I, I felt like he had, he'd been there longer, and granted, his stats were pretty good too. They weren't awful. Um let me also say this about the 
the Bill O'Brien stuff you mentioned in the national championship about if we had had these two receivers or if this, uh, you know, a Jai Hall makes a catch and all. And I think all that is definitely true. There, there's no doubt. Um, however, if Lee Tiffin could make a, a field goal, you know, uh-huh. Mike Shula wouldn't have been fired. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so I think you got to take all this into consideration. And here's the other thing. If you, if you want to look at it that way, that's fine. And I think, let's say Alabama had won the national championship two years ago, not this year, two years ago. Let's say this year it played out just like it was. Mm-hmm. I think Bill O'Brien would still be gone because somebody would have come in and offered him a head coaching job. And, sure. and I think it also sparks uh, questions that neither Golding nor O'Brien – I mean, mm-hmm. I can't remember the last time two assistants leave Alabama and neither one of them gets a head job. That sort of tells me – everybody. Thing. I won't, I won't go in depth, but I will say Bill O'Brien was offered a head coach job and turned it down. So that, that's the, one. Was it, I'm curious. Could you say power five? <laughs> power five. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. He uh, Interesting. he wants to be in the NFL. Okay. Well, then – and that's fair too. And that also may make everybody feel a little better because if you want to be in the NFL and you don't want to be in college, it's kind of hard to be super successful in college. <laughs> uh, you know, Joe Brady did it, but now, he would have taken, I think he would have taken a job like Michigan. You know, that's yeah. different. I mean, a big, big elite high paying, you know, uh, you know, th- that, that would have been big different. Time. Yeah. 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 But, All power uh, five jobs aren't created equal. Yeah. No, that's right. And and again, uh, you know, that's what I've been talking about since September, October, he wanted to be out. As far as the recruiting goes, you know, one thing about, you know, the way the, the recruiting for now, Bill O'Brien really only recruited one position, which was quarterback. And during that period of time that he recruited the quarterback position, Alabama recruited as well as they've ever had. He even helped nail down Julian Sayan, even though he was leaving and told Sayan he was leaving <laughs> and still uh, helped land Julian Sayan, who's who might end up being the number one class in that cycle with the way recruiting's going, the way he played Miami, his Ohio State offer. Simpson, a five-star that he was able to land, uh, who was offered by everybody in the country. Uh, so so I, I think his recruiting was fine. It was just very narrow because unlike the other coaches, he wasn't given a, a, a geographical area uh, as Saban has started doing that during Lane. Uh, I, I think it would be, diff- you know, we'll talk about who might the, the new OC might be, uh, but I think Saban largely might stick with that with the offensive court, uh, the OC quarterback coach really only recruiting the quarterback spot. Uh, and, and the other nine coaches have the territories. Jimmy, I need to tell everybody about FanDuel. The NFL playoffs are here. And we're really excited about our new sports betting partner, and that is FanDuel. Uh, Locked On has partnered up with them, and FanDuel is the absolute best. They're the number one sports book in America. It's FanDuel. And if you are new to FanDuel, even better, they have so many great features that make Betting on sports, fun and easy. Go check out FanDuel.com. They've got a great app. Uh, new course, new customers join today and get started with $150 free bets guaranteed. $150 free uh, bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. That's fantastic. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props, whatever you want. They got it over at FanDuel. Um, you could have bet on the, you know, if you took the Bengals this past weekend, kudos to you. If you took the uh, Bills, sorry about that, but you got a chance to make it up night when you take the Alabama Crimson Tide in basketball. Um, 
All of this is on an app that's safe and secure, so football fans don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment with more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. That's also a big deal. The NFL, they, they do pretty well. Um, <clears throat> Jimmy, I also want to tell everybody to go check out Locked On College Basketball. Big uh, you know, news with Alabama moving up number two. They talk about that. We were hoping they'd move up number one. They didn't, but uh, that's okay. That's okay. So go check out Locked On College Basketball. They're part of the Locked On Network. They do a fantastic job. I listen to them all the time. Really, really good people. Okay, so Bill O'Brien's gone. So who's next? Um, the name that has been popping up a lot here recently is Jeff Levy. Now, Jeff Levy has spent time at Ole Miss. He spent time at Oklahoma, obviously. And, I mean, for all the world, uh, up until the last six months, I mean, people were thinking Jeff Levy's the next big thing. I mean, like he's mentioned as some head coaching positions. Um, but I've perused the message boards, and there's some folks that are like, I don't want any part of Jeff Levy. Now, there are other folks who are like, this would be a home run hire. I'm not even really sure what to think anymore. I, I personally would think Jeff Levy would be a good hire. Uh, but let's talk about him and then talk about some other guys you think have a shot at this gig. Well, I think Jeff Levy would be a really good hire myself. Uh, I mean, I, I'm not you know, locked in to the point that I'm like, hey, this is the only guy we should consider. Frankly, I'm still a little stunned that Jeff Levy would come here uh, in the sense that he is about the highest paid offensive coordinator in college football right now where he's at. So he's not coming here, Alabama, for money. The only thing that makes any sense at all to me as to why Jeff Levy would leave Oklahoma and come to Alabama is because he senses that things may not uh, end well for his boss, uh, Brent Venables at Oklahoma, who had a really rough year one. Uh, and he might be sort of like, hey, I think my, my path to continue growing in, in my career is at Alabama and not here in Norman. So I, I'm a little confused as to why he would be coming. But on the other hand, I mean, it's, it's hard to argue with the success of his offenses everywhere he's been. Uh, although I, I think a big point to make here is he hasn't always been the play caller. He is now, he is now at Oklahoma, but even when he was at Ole Miss and they did have explosive offenses and he did do a great job coaching the quarterback position uh, and I'm sure he was a major contributor. Lane Kiffin called the plays, you know, when he was at Ole Miss. And before that, he was at Central Florida. And Central Florida had a fantastic offense while he was there. And again, a major contributor to things. But Josh Heupel, now the head coach at Tennessee, he called the plays when Levy was at, at Central Florida. So I, I, while I, I'm, I'm agreeing, it would be a, a really good, if not a great hire, uh, and it's an exciting offense. Uh, Lebby, for a guy who who has been around explosive offenses, does run the ball too. He's not like a throw it, throw it, throw it, never run it guy. Although I would say all the Alabama fans that want a more physical run game are going to be disappointed. If it's Lebby, I think Lebby's still, while he does run the ball, he's more of a draw little guy. He wants his running back to be a receiver. Those tend to be the smaller guys and not big old Derrick Henry's. Um, so, uh, I think there's good and bad to it, but overall you'd have to say it's a good hire. He's an offensive coordinator at Oklahoma and, and his star is rising. He's from the Art Browse tree. As a matter of fact, I think he's married to Art Browse daughter, which literally puts him in the Browse tree for as many good times Lord, as he's can there, who's in whose coaching tree, 
Can we ever, as a nation, get away from Art Bryles? Yeah, it's hey, so funny. Like he it's going to come up. It's going to come up, Luke. I, I think it's silly, and I need to look into more of it if we're literally going to hire Levy. But Levy was involved in the Baylor uh, sex uh, scandal. Oh. His Look, name, was, I, name was in it. I mean, meaning he would. But that said, he has been hired by everyone since then. Agreed. So I, I have like, no problem with it. He never served for that. I mean, Central Florida hired him. Ole Miss hired him. Oklahoma hired him. He never had to sit yeah. out college football at all. So it's not like, you know, it was him. <laughs> but I'm just saying he was a part of the Baylor staff and and is married to Art Brawl's daughter, uh, I think. Uh, I'm Somebody better Google that. I know he's married to someone in the Brawls family. I'm pretty sure it's Art's daughter. But I love someone. how you put the responsibility on everybody else. Everybody Somebody else. better Google this before I keep talking. <laughs> Please, listeners, do the work I'm supposed to do before I, I say stuff like that. But I, I Somebody help me. I can't stop myself. As I say about most of my opinions uh, or most of my facts here, I'm pretty sure that's true. Um. Okay, but there, there are other guys, and, and before we have to cut the break again, uh, Brian Johnson, the Philadelphia Eagles quarterback yeah. coach, I'm intrigued by that name, you know, simply because he's been uh, – he's got some Jalen Hurts on him, and I think if you're close to Jalen Hurts, you probably have some greatness uh, dusted upon you. Uh, Derek Dooley, for the love of all things holy and sacred, let's not go down this road, please. I mean, I let's just not. Let's just not. I mean, to trust Saban with everything – Except this, please don't do that. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm with you on not Derek Dooley not as OC. I, I, I wouldn't be happy about that, but but I would say that I think Derek Dooley uh, should be on our staff and not the sports staff. Joe Brady, uh, who I mentioned earlier, you know, kicked so much butt for LSU in 2019, but it you know the the rumor is he just doesn't really like recruiting, doesn't really like the college game, wants to be in the pros. He's the Buffalo Bills quarterbacks coach now. Um, and again, he's got some Josh Allen on him, so that's positive. I would take him in a heartbeat. The other take, one, I would, that, take that, Joe, I would take Joe Brady for sure. That would be one I would be like, okay, this is interesting, but I'm not as high on him as some are. I think he gets too much credit for 2019 LSU, uh, but I would be excited about that. But Joe Brady, much like Bill O'Brien, the NFL, and uh, by the way, he's got uh, interviews to be the OC for the Chargers and the Jets. Um, interesting. I mean, I, I would suspect he probably stays in the NFL. And then a lot of people have talked about Cliff Kingsbury. And look, I, I, I would probably be fine with Kingsbury. I could learn to live with it because his offenses are considered to be so dynamic. He is a good report, quarterback recruiter, it seems like. Right. But man, it feels like this is a guy who might be <laughs> who might be just about done with football. I mean, he, he got so burnt out with the Cardinals. He never was super successful at Texas Tech. I mean, he had some nice moments, but it's not like his record uh, did that. Now, that shouldn't necessarily reflect upon what you think of him as an office coordinator, but now he skeets off to Thailand with this supermodel, and it, I'm sort of like, does he – I mean, are we going to have to bring him back with a come-along? I mean, how are you, how are you going to make this – have you seen the pictures he's in Thailand with, uh, of, the, of this girl he's with? She's I'm, amazing. I've been made I mean, aware he might not – why would he come back? I mean, like I, – I, and plus, if he did come back, why wouldn't he just be dreaming of Thailand that's, with that's this girl while he was here? I don't know Cliff Kingsbury, but it just seems to me from 90,000 feet – look, look, he has been made rich for life by the Cardinals. <laughs> exactly. He's he's a young guy. He's obviously got interests outside of football. Mm -hmm. 
I don't think I think Cliff Kingsbury is seriously considering right now never coaching again ever. If someone who's seriously considering never coaching again ever going to go, hey, instead of never doing it again, I think I'm going to go work for work for Nick Saban, who's going to cuss me out every day when we don't make a first down. Yeah. I mean, uh, in, in practice, in, 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 exactly. <laughs> when I when I don't write on the whiteboard to his satisfaction me. I mean, I, 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 I just think that Cliff Kingsbury is, is, while I would be excited and I think he would be a great, he's exactly the type of hire we need, in my opinion. Okay, and I agree with you. Type but of he, hire. By that, I mean NFL experience, a college experience, recruiting experience, and he's modern. He's, Jimmy. Uh, so I, I think he'd be great, but he's just not going to be interested in Alabama. I just can't fathom it. Right now, he's in a country with a supermodel who looks like her supermodeling job is for Spanx. Like her, her from the, I mean, I was going to say from the from the waist down, but really from the top of her, her head down, she looks about perfect. And so he's at a country where clothing is frowned upon. <laughs> and he, he wants to come back to Tuscaloosa where it's going to be hotter than Thailand, but you can't just say, you know, do one of these, you know, snap your fingers and six people bring you seven varieties of daiquiris from, from which you can choose. Um, it's, you know, and you're like just, you know, eating shrimp and, you know, like just putting them in your mouth, like from above, like the way you people eat grapes in the olden times. My favorite part of the whole story and the, the supermodel part of the story is, is funny. But but my favorite part of the story is how seriously he, he took it when he's fired and he's leaving and they want to quote from him. And they're like, what are you going to do next now that you're fired? And, and, and the Cardinals have to give you 20 million dollars. He said, I'm, I'm flying to Thailand on a one-way ticket and I'm going to never return. And what he's saying is I'm getting out of coaching. Y'all quit calling me. I, I've got y'all quit calling me. I need a break. That's what he meant. Instead, people took it seriously. They literally called the Thailand, uh, you know, the, the sand and said, can you buy a one-way ticket there and never come back? And the whole country of Thailand has to report that, no, you can't do that. What he's saying well, do you can't do and i'm like why did anyone take him serious he just means he's leaving and he, he doesn't want the media to call him and bombard him with stupid questions like are you going to be the quarterback coach at alabama well well it reminds me of uh the episode of the simpsons where there i can't remember his name uh but the because i've been watching the simpsons lately but they're they're arnold schwarzenegger equivalent who is a movie star um, he did a, he was talking to a movie critic about his new movie and he was talking about how just, you know, it was seriously just awful. And the movie critic goes, how do you live with yourself? No, how do you sleep at night? He said, on top of a pile of money with many beautiful ladies. And that's what, that is what Cliff Kingsbury is doing right now. Jimmy, if we, hire, we got to. If we hire Cliff, this is another great thing. If we hire Cliff, you know, he's going to be so mad. Lane, that's going to be in Lane's office. And now we yeah. get to tell Lane was saying, hey, Lane, we have a better... ROC's better looking than you. He's single. He's in your old office. And we're paying him more money than we paid you. He's in your office naked right now. 
anyway, all right, we got to take a break. When we come back, we'll have the shortest segment ever, but it is an important segment. I want to tell everybody again, go check out Locked On College Basketball. You'll love it. It's a great, great podcast. You can get it anywhere you get this podcast. So we'll be back in just a second. Jimmy, basketball-wise, Alabama, we thought they'd end up maybe potentially getting to the number one spot. They didn't. They got to number two, which is great. I'm, I'm thrilled about that. That's fine. Oh, yes, of course, you always want to be number one, but we're number two. That's good enough. And we got Mississippi State tonight. This Mississippi State team is – they just cannot shoot. I tried to watch them the other night against Florida. They just cannot shoot. And that's not a good – recipe to come in here and win because we're long we're athletic we've already beaten them by double digits at their place um i feel like alabama should have a good game tonight then we play an oklahoma team which ironically played tcu last night got blown out this tcu team if you remember is the team we played against in the secret scrimmage before the season that had everybody panicking because the only one that did anything was brandon miller um and since then, of course, we've gotten a lot better. And I think TCU took a dip, but now they're back. They've just beat Kansas by double digits at their place. And um, so, yeah, the Oklahoma game is going to be interesting. Um, I'm, I'm never one to just say, hey, you can't chalk that up as a win. I feel like we can win it. But, uh, yeah, these next couple of games are definitely, definitely winnable for Alabama. Looking forward to those. Um, and then I wanted to bring up this NIL facility. Just really quickly, we'll, we'll look more into this. But I thought it was interesting that Alabama – this is from ON3. Alabama announced Tuesday it has extended its multimedia rights partnership with the media, data, and technology services company Learfield through a 15-year agreement. This agreement includes the creation of an NIL hub called the Advantage Center. What the heck is the Advantage Center? uh, That's in the next sentence. Is that in the next sentence? Well, two sentences, maybe two sentences. (laughs) I have, I have completed my reading quota, Jimmy. The, <laughs> the Advantage Center will include a team of dedicated staff to provide education and resources for student athletes with respect to NIL opportunities, as well as a location to showcase successful local and NIL national local and national NIL relationships. I, I, I mean, again, I, I'm just you go in there and you you just learn about opportunities if you're like yeah, what's think, available I think, so. I think it's largely an educate i mean for instance the public cannot go in there this is it. okay this That's- is for alabama student athletes specifically for alabama student athletes not just football every athlete on scholarship or probably on a team maybe even the walk-ons uh everybody uh and and they walk in and i would imagine there's a lot of interactive stuff there's staff it's probably uh, the way I, I understand it at this point is it's educational and it's for, hey, I'm a swimmer at Alabama and I'm eligible to make money uh, NIL wise. What can I do to make some NIL money? What are my rights? What, what, what can I do? What can I not do? What's against the rules? What, 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 what are things that I'm not allowed to do? Uh, and I think it's just a, a largely just an educational center. And, and plus where it's valuable, Luke, let's be honest. I mean, sometimes, like let's say a football player wants to talk to the staff at Alabama about NIL type opportunities. Maybe he feels like, you know, maybe I'm not getting a straight up answer from my football people. They're they're more interested in football than, my, than me. <laughs> so this is like a, a chance to go ask somebody that's not your coach or, or somebody that that maybe all the coaches on campus can send their players too. Uh, so uh, I, I think it's an educational thing more than anything else. 
but it's a great thing in the sense that not every every school has this. So it's something Alabama can brag about in recruiting that, that, hey, we've got a whole educational center. You don't need to ask me. Go ask this whole room full of what amounts to professors in there that can, that can point you in the right direction NIL-wise and answer all of your NIL questions and probably go beyond that in terms of uh, agents, uh, maybe lists of agents, uh, lists of companies that are eager to work with Alabama athletes, things like that. I have a wonderful idea as we close out. You know how like anytime you go to Facebook Reels or Instagram or Twitter or whatever, there's a gazillion uh, videos and reels or, or whatever, all these people that are, you, you sort of know a little bit. Somehow or another, there's all these advertisements for the, the girls doing OnlyFans. You know, everybody's doing this OnlyFans thing. Um, and everybody, look, is. everybody is most every most a lot of them, a lot of them. <laughs> and um, they're making a gazillion dollars doing it and more power to them. I'm not against it. Go for it. I mean, whatever, I, whatever you want to do. Um, but I had an idea last night. How long is it before somebody starts only recruits? And it's just let's say that you're Mr. Five Star for 2024 and you're like, oh, I'm not getting naked or anything. I'm not doing any. I hope not. Uh, perverse, whatever. This is me. I'm Mr. Five Star Recruit standing here just like this. And whichever college fans give me the most money in the next <laughs> two hours, that's where I'm going. <laughs> and really, why isn't that brilliant? Why why wouldn't a five star recruit you'd say argue, you'd have to argue that's NIL and not pay for play? But hey, if you're doing it through Hey, I, I, I am an, entre thing. an entrepreneur with my OnlyFans account. Right. My list OnlyFans, right. but I keep my clothes on and I play football for you coincidentally. This is at the same time the dumbest okay. and the most brilliant idea you've ever had. It's well, both. I said it. It's both. I do, <laughs> it's I do think it's awesome. Actually, there that might even be illegal. Someone's going to, that might even be illegal. How could it not be legal? You, you're on OnlyFans and you tell people, all you do is sit there like this. Or throw a football. <laughs> you hey, know, 99 a month. You can watch me throw a football. Yeah. Let's, let's say that they don't even say, I'm not even mentioning football here, but if I might go to school, uh, wherever somebody sends me the most money. And until then, I'm just going to sit here like this, you know, my, you get 30% off. <laughs> You know, whatever, because they people are always doing anyway. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for today's podcast. Appreciate you guys watching. Thanks for being our first listen and your first listener, whatever. Whoever listens first, we appreciate it. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow with more. Until then, roll time. Roll time.